Hey friend, get ready to listen in on some long-form conversations and stories with people who are awakening the church for such a time as this. You'll hear from pastors, authors, advocates, and regular people just like you and me who are all part of the remnant rising to wake the church up. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones. Welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. With me today is one of my favorite people, Malika Burley. Hey, Malika, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you. Malika and I met through a coaching program, a group coaching program um, from our coach, Heather Shriver Burns. She has the Seek First CEO podcast that I highly recommend to anyone, whether you're in business or not as a female entrepreneur um, or just a female Jesus lover. You can absolutely glean some wisdom from her. She's incredible. I was not intending on saying all of that, but she's just that good. And, she is. Uh, and the Holy Spirit speaks through her. And so I've been blessed to get to know Malika through um, through that group. And we've both been on a journey this last year or so of personal development, personal healing. Um, just, you know, Heather has a phrase you know, let God heal what you've been hiding. And I can Mm -hmm. say for sure um, that that's been a part of my journey this year is just allowing God to heal those broken, hurt things. Um, And so I've got to see Malika do the same. Had a lot of really amazing breakthrough over the year. And um, and it's been incredible to see. But she took some of that knowledge and that coaching And she did something this year that she's been wanting to do for a long time. She is now an author. Congratulations, Malika. So exciting. Um, And Malika is is the brand new author of a book called Christ Over Cookies. So I hope that just sparked somebody's interest (laughs) in this conversation because it's an awesome title and um, something that I know. I've struggled with and still to this day sometimes struggle with choosing Christ over food in general. And yeah. so I'm excited to have this conversation with you today just about Thank all the you. things you're doing. So Malika, you. will you start us off by sharing a little bit about yourself and um, your business tree, which is another Heather Shriver Burns <laughs> right. uh, ism, if you will. Um, but share with us a little about yourself and what you've got going on, and then we'll deep dive into a conversation. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So like Brittany said, my name is Malika Burley and I um, am a mom of four. I live in Florida. I am a divorcee. I don't know if that's the right term, but I'm divorced. (laughs) That's basically what I'm saying. Um, I am a lover of Jesus. I love to encourage people. I am also a certified uh, group fitness instructor, as well as a certified nutrition coach. But um, more importantly, I have been on a personal weight loss journey for the last couple of years. And that all came about, you know, after the divorce, after, um, well, just through the years gaining weight, but it hit heavy after the divorce finding out I had cancer and all the things and raising four kids alone. And so I found myself, you know, really close to 400 pounds and needing to do something about that. And Mm -hmm. so I started my weight loss journey and through the weight loss journey, the Lord birthed this business. And at the same time, that's when I was going through all those programs with Heather. And so like going through that transition and getting closer to the Lord, um, you know, I really started learning to hear from him. And so this business came about to where I now use my journey and my testimony to help others that are where I was to help bring them along and bring them closer to Christ, which is where the name came from, Christ over cookies. It's really learning to turn to him, like you said, instead of the food. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I am now and just using the journey and the testimony and just following the Lord's lead to see what what he wants me to do next and where we're going. Yeah, I love that. Well, first of all, I love that you're a fellow Floridian. Um, Got to represent Florida, right? On the podcast today. Um, but I love that you, you know, the original intent of this podcast, which you have a podcast as well, um, Overweighted is your mm-hmm. podcast, but I'm sure you've experienced this as well, where like you start out with a vision and it's going to be like this one kind of niche thing. 
And then, you know, God reveals something more to you, or you become interested in something new and, and it kind of expands from there. But the original intent of this podcast was to take people um, and have them share their stories of past to present, you know, wow. um, their past to their passion, their their um, mess to their mission, if you will. And so I love that, like, you really embody um, that that forward momentum of taking something that could have been a, a negative. It was probably, you know, a negative for you going through divorce mm-hmm. and um, finding yourself at that, in that position of like unhappy with how you felt in your skin anymore and turning that around and not only doing it for yourself, but then helping others. That's like so good. And that's like literally my, it's my favorite thing. And that's why I have, you know, my favorite people on sharing that. So, um, share with us a little bit about that beginning part of that journey. Like, where were you kind of, you know, we'll do a little group coaching here. Like where was your low, where, what was kind of that catalyst to change, to change, um, your lifestyle and and your kind of beliefs behind food and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it, the funny thing is it wasn't a one, it wasn't one thing, you know, it was kind of like you were just mentioning our process that happened over time. Um, and yeah, when I started my, weight loss journey. It was uh, at the end of 2020, but um, I had gained weight over years, you know, like I've gained weight, lose it, gain weight, lose it, you know, and every time find myself a little bit higher and higher. And then, like I said, it was at this one point after the divorce. And then I was um, trying to keep all my children together. So an adoption process uh, with my daughter and also finding out I had breast cancer at the time. And so um, I kind of got to the point where it was like, I don't care anymore. I just need to kind of survive. You know, I was just in survival mode at that point. And so I, I wasn't, I didn't care about my weight at that time. And so I just would do whatever, just like I said, to survive. And so of course my weight was climbing. Um, and once I, the fog kind of started to clear and some of the things kind of started falling off my plate, it was like, okay, it's time for me to start doing something about my health because um, I know the Lord has things for me to do and I can't do it in the current state that I am. So I need to get healthier for, for me, for him and for the kids, you know, so that I could be here. And so um, I started the the weight loss journey. Actually, I'm going to go back the after I had gone through, I had a double mastectomy um, and the physician had me start this medication. Well, he wanted me to start this medication. And so he was one of the side effects was the medicate of the medication was potential for blood clots. And so I in order to help that, one of the things would be losing the weight and the other was to make sure I'm adding movement into my lifestyle. And so when he gave me the medication, I actually wasn't ready to start yet, not mentally. And so I didn't start taking the medicine. <laughs> um, I had to really get to that point where I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to do this because I didn't want to start the medication and not be willing to make the lifestyle changes, you know, mm. to to help prevent, you know, some of these uh, side effects from happening, which I don't claim any of that anyway, you know, but that's, <laughs> a, that's another story. <laughs> But, um, you know, I didn't want to start until I knew I was ready. So, um, yeah, I just had to get to that point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I can breathe now. And now I'm ready to get started. And when I got started, I didn't want it to be complicated and where it was something more on, you know, where it felt right. like more pressure, more things. And so I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to start as simply as I can and just work on changing one thing at a time. And just letting that build uh, over mm. time, and so that's how that's how I got started. Wow. Okay. Now I'm curious. What was the one <laughs> thing? What was the first thing that you were like, "We're going to cut this," or "This is what's yeah. got to change." So, okay. Uh, when I first, the one thing actually was two things, but then it went to one thing. <laughs> so when I first started, I knew sweets was my biggest thing, which is part of where the title comes from. Um, sweets was my biggest thing, and so I was like, I need to. I'm going to work on sweets and I'm going to work on soda. And so for the very first two weeks of my journey, I'm like, I'm going to try to not have sweets or soda for two weeks, just 
to see. And um, if you know anything about the way I coach, I don't tell people to cut things out because that can trigger them to actually want more. But I just, this was just a challenge I wanted to do for myself. So I said, I'm not going to have these things for two weeks. So I did that. And then after that two weeks, I I let them back in, but I decided soda was going to be the one thing. So the first thing I really worked on was soda because I was at the point where I would drink probably about two liters of soda every single day. And I was drinking absolutely no water whatsoever. Mm. And I knew that, you know, how beneficial water is for us and that I needed to start drinking it. And I knew how soda was not any benefit to me (laughs) whatsoever. So that was the very first thing I worked on. And it was just neat to see too, once I uh, cut back on that, at first I cut it back and now I have it, but with boundaries. Um, So when I first cut back on that, I started seeing how that was triggering me for the, for the sugar and the sweets and the other things as well. So yeah, so soda was that first thing. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, I did keto several years ago. And that's one of the things that I learned is how like the carbs and the sugar actually, once you eat them, your body's like, oh, I want more of that, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. And so if you can be preemptive and sort of cut those things out, then your body's not craving it again and again and again. Um, so it is a tough one, I think for a lot of people, but I I think it's a great place to start because Mm -hmm. like you said, it's one thing, but it, it impacts a lot of your energy. It impacts Mm -hmm. just how you're feeling throughout the day that like groggy, the ups and downs of the sugar highs and things like that. Um, did you notice a difference pretty quickly once you started like just removing some of those more trigger items, if you will? Yeah, I did. Um, After I got past the headaches and the withdrawal symptoms and all that, um, which is another sign that, hey, do I really need this in my body? (laughs) Right. So yeah, once I once I got past that, um, yeah, I did. I started feeling more energetic. It's it's funny that you said that because I was thinking the other day how when I first started the weight loss journey, um, I had like no energy. I And my room is right outside of the kitchen, but I would even call my kids like, hey, can you get me someone such out of the kitchen, right? That's how yeah. low my, my energy was. Moms <laughs> <laughs> <Moms> do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now it's like, I will just jump up and do it myself. And I, I find myself just even in day-to-day activities, just doing more things. Um, I've even gone out to walk, which is something... I did not like whatsoever, but I've gone out to where I just feel like walking. I'm like, oh, I just want to get up and move. So it, yeah, yeah I definitely feel a difference um, yeah. with not having that. Yeah, I know now, like, I definitely am not still doing keto strictly at all, like, not at all. Um, <laughs> but what I learned through that process was how to hear my body again and sort of yes. how to listen to those, like, um, indicators, like, you're hungry now, don't push it. And like, now, you know, you're going to eat junk if you push it another hour or, um, that those full feelings that, you know, I grew up in a family where if you didn't finish your food and finish it quickly, you certainly were not getting seconds and like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. clean your plate. Like I grew up in clean your plate, you know, era, (laughs) if you will, Which there's something to be said for that, right? We want our kids to eat their food if it's, you know, a good balanced meal, but that that wasn't necessarily, you know, what I grew up with. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I I even had to relearn what does it actually feel like to be full? And Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you talk about it or you've learned it over the years too, that like when you hit that 80%, you know, you're kind of there. And then that way your body actually has those, that time to, to trigger that full sensation. Um, If you eat till you're feeling that horrible, unbutton the pants, full Mm -hmm. sensation. Uh, You've gone too far, right? Too far, yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's that's in the book. I talk about quitting the clean plate club and how some of us grew up with that. And it's really gotten us into this mindset that isn't really so helpful for us now, especially for those of us that struggle with weight and losing weight because we feel like, yeah, we want to clean our plates. Maybe we feel like we're wasting food or we're wasting money. But my thing is you're either going to waste the food in the garbage or you're going to waste it because it's going to add to your waste, you know? And so, yeah, so that really 
shows us how some of the mindsets and things we grew up with even affect us today in our adulthood. So, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so much of this is mindset. Can we talk mm-hmm. about that? Because yeah. there's one, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm not going to drink soda anymore. It's a whole different thing to understand really like kind of the self-care and the psychology and the choosing. I always looked at it as like, you're choosing yourself, right? You're choosing mm. this like better version of yourself that's, that's going to come in the future by making that Maybe it seems inc- insignificant of a decision at the moment, but it is, it's self-care. It really is. That's so good. Yeah, that is so good and and true. And exactly. And I think that's where a lot of us fall is because we are choosing what we want in the moment instead of what we want later down the line. It, it's getting to that point that we have to remember there's a future us and the decisions that we make today shape the future uh, person that we are becoming. The person we are today is based on those decisions that we made in the past. And so, yeah, that is so true. It, it is a lot of mindset. And I think having a vision for your life and knowing where you're going and you know where the Lord's taking you, that that will help you to set up those boundaries and remember that you're choosing. I want that vision. I want that thing that he has for me more than I want this soda right now or this sweet right now. So, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. I'm sure you talk about this too, but you know, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. And Mm -hmm. I think it's probably the one I've struggled with nailing down the most personally. (laughs) And I think that's human, right? It's human nature Mm -hmm. to not have self-control. And we do live in a society and a world that says like, have more, have it now. Like YOLO, YOLO, everything's in excess. Everything is, um, you know bigger, better, badder than the next person or the next meal or the next whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I think reframing your mind to look at it as, um, as self-care. Yes, that's good. Was it for you? Was it, I, I know, you know, you had your, your children to think of, and I think a lot of moms, you know, our bodies go through, the ringer to bring these sweet babies into this world. And a lot of moms do struggle post babies to get, get their body back. Um, I think that's also maybe a toxic culture thing as well, that we think like we need to look like we did pre baby. Um, I, certainly don't. And <laughs> I know there's, I, I look at those moms that do that. I'm like, good for you. Like, I don't right. think that's in my DNA for that to happen anymore. But, um, you know, I think too, that once you, once you do it for yourself, mm. like, of course you have your kids and you've got them as, you know, motivation. You want to be right. healthy for them. You want to be able to play with them. I don't know, you know, your specific you know, reasonings as to why you wanted to do it. But I know for a lot of moms, that's it. Like I want to have the energy to run after my kid or um, I don't want to be in my sixties and seventies and have them, you know, having to take care of me. I know those thoughts kind of definitely went through my mind, but was there a, was there a reason? Was there like a, a motivator, I guess I should say beyond beyond that like had you had you internalize it to become more about like you're doing this for yourself now because mm-hmm. i think that's a game changer too mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um and you're right the initial motivation may be i want to make sure i'm healthy for my kids um but at some point the kids are going to move out and they're not going to be there anymore and you're sitting with yourself or yourself yeah. and your spouse you know yeah. um and so it has to be more than that and yeah i had to get to that place where it was about me and learning to love myself and wanting to be healthier and feel good for myself. And like I said before, also for the things that the Lord has for me to do, because I have a purpose here and a mission. And so I need to make sure I have the energy for that and that I'm able to complete it and have the energy to to actually do it. So yeah, it, it did get to a point where it was more about me and the kids, not just the kids. Um, also, I want to get remarried, you know, at some point, um, if that's what the Lord has for me. And I want to 
you know, make sure I'm healthy and look as my best self possible for myself, but also for, you know, my future spouse as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so th- there definitely were more reasons than just the kids. So. Yeah. So what do you say to that mom who's listening to this and is like, that sounds kind of selfish to me. Like, <laughs> I care about how I look, like God gave us, you know, like you're going to have the people who, and and myself included, you can make all the excuses, right? You can you can have that mindset of, um, well, God, you know, looks at the heart, not the outward appearance. Like we can sometimes even sort of spiritualize, like staying in a place that's not super healthy. Um, what mm. do you say to that mom who's like, I don't have time to take care of myself. It sounds selfish to put myself before my family. Um, any mm. words of wisdom? Yeah, the only thing... I can think to that. And I don't know if you've heard this example before, because I've heard it several times, but you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on someone else. And that's what they tell you on the airplane when they give you the safety instructions. If the plane goes down, the oxygen mask are going to come out. You have to put yours on first before you can help anyone else, because um, if you don't have your oxygen, you're not going to be any good to anybody else because you're going to be passed out or passed away. So you want to make sure that you're healthy and in the best state possible. And some of that health is looking good because you feel better about yourself. You feel more confident and you feel like you want to give. Because I'll say when I don't feel like I look decent or if I don't feel confident, I don't even want to be around other people because I don't feel good. So how can I serve others if I'm not there to help them? So I need to feel good about who I am, what I look like or whatever, um, so that I am in a position to even want to serve. And also when you are taking care of yourself, you can then give from that overflow because you're filling yourself up and now you can fill yourself up to the point where you have something to give. So if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not feeling good, you don't have the energy or whatever, you really don't have anything to give. And if you try to give from that empty place, then a lot of times that can turn in like to like resentment, bitterness, because you're empty and, you know, you're giving from a place where it's you're feeling like you have to give instead of wanting to. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of women, unfortunately, operate from that empty mm. cup and they're trying to overflow into the people in their lives. And it it is it's like you're you're not doing yourself any favors. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that you also mentioned um, simple things like going for walks and like getting out in the sunshine. Like I'm mm-hmm. with you. I don't like sweating. <laughs> right. Florida girl. It's right? always 100 degrees here and humid. <laughs> If you, I can stay inside all day, that's a good day. In my okay. <laughs> so I've had to have that mindset shift of like, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to walk and I'm going to lose 10 pounds or anything like that. It's just like prioritizing myself in a way that is doable, that is, you know, achievable. I'm not like, you know, asking these huge things of myself because I'm not an avid yes. worker outer. Um, so you know, even a 10 minute workout session is like, I'm so proud of myself because I'm, I'm not doing that regularly, but even just going for walks. Um, you also have a program it's called transform your transformation tribe, um, transform fitness. So for you, I love that you, it's a combination of both things. It's not just don't eat this. Right. And and I'm Mm -hmm. sure in your book, that is not what's happening. Like you're not just telling people don't eat this or that. Um, because it is a lot of mindset and there is, there is a, a a personal care element to it as well, but that you're bringing in the movement. Um, my husband who literally worked out five minutes ago before we started (laughs) doing this, um, and is, and is regimented and disciplined in that. Um, I see the benefits of that for him meant from a mental health place, from Mm. a, you know, just feeling his best and, um, maybe one of these days I'll put that into practice. Oh my God. Um, so, you know, full transparency, everyone. Um, but talk to me a little bit about the movement piece of it too, because I do think that is important. And I, and I think it's important for people like me to hear like, 
you're not, you don't have to go to CrossFit tomorrow, right? Like you yeah. don't have to kill yourself doing these crazy, you know, hit workouts or anything. Right. Um, what does that look like kind of for, for a newbie, if you will? That's funny that you're, we're talking about this because full transparency, I don't like to exercise either. <laughs> so yes, I am a certified group fitness instructor, but I do not like to exercise. <laughs> so um, one of the things, what I actually teach in my classes, it's dance fitness because I love to dance and that's a fun way to move your body. Yeah. So for someone just starting, that's what I would suggest. Find something that's fun for you. Um in a way to move your body, whether that's dancing or maybe like my daughter just bought roller skates. Maybe you like roller skating, skateboarding, riding your bike, whatever. Find something that's fun for you to do. Um, it's recommended to do at least 30 minutes a day, five times a week. However, like you said, start where you are. So if yeah. that's okay, I'm going to try to do five minutes a day. Start with five minutes a day and then just slowly increase that. Once you are um, consistently doing that five minutes, then add on, you know, a little bit more. Now I'm going to do 10 minutes a day. And it doesn't even have to be 30 minutes altogether. You can break it up if you want to do three 10 minute blocks a day. Um, if that's a little bit easier for you and your schedule, then do that. But yeah, find something that you really enjoy doing and incorporate that. Exercise doesn't have to look like you said, like hit classes, you know, exercise can be getting out and making girls night bowling. We're going to be active for girls night instead of just sitting watching a movie. So yeah. absolutely find something uh, fun for you to do. No, that's so good. I love that. I love the idea of like incorporating friends and doing it with other people too. There's there's yeah. something to be said about that, um, you know, community piece of it and yes. that iron sharpens iron, right? Yes, um, the accountability. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a group that we're still in together and we make goals every week. We sit together each week and, and uh, make our goals for the following week. And my goals are always... Ex I always have an exercise goal in there, Malika. And so the amount of times I've followed through on that are minimal. <laughs> and so that's why I'm like, can we get a text thread going where we're like, I did my workout today because there is something about that, at least mm -hmm. for me. And I think for most yeah. beginners, like I want a pat on the back. You worked out for 10 minutes today. Good for you, girl. Um, and, and that encouragement that comes. Yes, absolutely. And and that's a big part of coaching is that accountability and encouragement piece. That's really what I do for people in coaching. It's really just holding them accountable every week. So this is what you said you're going to do. So next week when we check in, I want to hear that you did it, you know, so absolutely that matters. And to know that someone's got your back and they're supportive and you don't feel alone in, in the journey. So, yeah, I love bike riding. That has become mm. one of my favorite things to do. Um, I can do it with my kids, you know, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't feel like exercise. Honestly, the other thing too, is I've, as silly as it might sound, that mindset shift of, I, I switch my words from working out, which to me is like a, a dirty word, mm -hmm. um, to <laughs> Sounds exercise hard. and, and, That's or cool. move my body. Yes. Even. Movement. Yes. And, and even that little word shift and men mentality shift with that, like, I think has been a bit of a game changer for me. Like I said, I'm not very consistent, but I always feel great when I do it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to remind myself, like, remember how great you felt? But um, talk to me, too, about motivation, because uh, especially for, I think, people like me, I'll just use myself as this, like, perfect example of the girl <laughs> who's, like, should be doing this and isn't doing this. Um, you're, most people are not disciplined or mo self-motivated enough to do this on right. their own. Even yeah. people like my husband, it's not like he wakes up and he's like, Ooh, I can't wait to go work out. It's like, <laughs> right. he, he kind of back to what we were saying before, he has made the decision ahead of time that he's That's going right. to prioritize his himself and his health. And you really can't talk him out of it. He, he That's wakes good. up, not necessarily like excited to do it, but with a determination that like, he's going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I think one of the things, yeah. So with motivation, we know it, 
doesn't last. Um, it comes and goes. It it can be cyclical. We know a lot of people tend to get really motivated, like January, you know, January first, um, and it usually fades away by the end of January, mid February. <laughs> so we know long. that, right? It's that, it's long. that long. Two weeks exactly. in, I'm like, I did it for two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. If that long. So yeah, we know motivation is going to go in cycles and. Um, there's a couple things that I like to do. One, like I said, do one thing at a time because that'll really help because you're not trying to do everything. And I think that's one of the things when we're motivated, we try to do all the things. And then when the motivation's gone, we don't want to do all the things anymore. Yeah. So if we just have one thing that we're focused on, that could help. Um, another thing is I like to have um, two sets of um, goals, I guess. And so, or suit like activity goals. And so one is for what I call like high wattage times and the other is for lower wattage times. And that's based on, I have this thing called popcorn mentality. Like when you pop popcorn, you, when you put it in the microwave, you know, higher wattage popcorns will pop it faster than lower wattage. But either way, if you leave it in, it'll still get popped. Mm. It just may take a little bit longer. And so like the mm. higher wattage is the higher motivation times, lower wattage would be when your motivation is kind of low. And so what you do is you have a plan for those high wattage times. So when your motivation is high, these are all the things I want to do, right? But when my motivation's low, I only, if I do just this, this thing and this thing, I'll still be happy and I'll still mm. be making progress forward. So you still are accounting for those times that, um, you know, you're not going to be as motivated, but if I at least still do these couple things, then I'm still moving forward. I can still pat myself on the back, even though I'm not doing all 10 things that I might do when my motivation's high. So that's a couple things I do to account for that, for the um, motivation. And the last thing I want to say about that, what really helps um, and what I think might be working with your husband as well is having a routine. Because once something's set in your routine, it it helps when you don't necessarily have the motivation to do it, but it's just a part of your routine. I get up, um, my exercise clothes are already in the bathroom for in the morning, so I automatically put them on and now I'm ready to go, you know, so I think mm -hmm. that helps a lot. Oh. You're Sorry, right. I just threw a lot at you. You are so right. Oh, my word. Okay, I needed this conversation more than I realized today, Malika. But yes, you're 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 100% right as far as routine. And, um, you know, after going through stuff with Heather, I try to speak differently. And mm. one of the things that I'll say, I'll say it like this, is that traditionally speaking, I have not been so good at uh, creating routine. And I do realize that that um, sort of is a detriment, if you will, to my productivity. You know, mm. I can, I will gladly come and sit in here and do three, four hours of work on different projects and different things, but I don't prioritize 20 minutes to just mm. take care of myself in the morning. And so yeah. I, I, I think you're spot on with the routine piece and yeah. I love the high wattage low wattage because <laughs> immediately and sorry guys close your ears for a second but there's one week a month where I have no motivation at all whatsoever to do anything and so to it's almost like giving yourself grace in those right. harder you know whether that's a season of your life or there's you know something you just a busy week at work or whatever mm -hmm. that looks like to give yourself that grace to say yeah I couldn't get the 30 minute workout in today but I went for that 10 minute walk after dinner and I got some sunshine and I moved my body yes. today and that's okay um I think that's grace really for ourselves is yes. a big piece of this conversation, right? Absolutely. Because none of us are going to eat clean 100% of the time. None of us are going to do that exercise mm -hmm. every single day. Um, but to to count the wins that we do have, celebrate, right? When you yes. do, do it right. And then not beat yourself up when you don't. Um, I, there's a doctor so that I follow on Instagram, which sounds kind of silly to say it. I'm obsessed with this doctor on Instagram, but I kind of am. And one of the things that he says that I think is would would potentially be common knowledge to most people, but it just resonated with me is like, okay, you ate one crappy meal. Like the next meal gets to be a good meal. You get to choose, yes. you know, in that day 
or that week, okay, I really messed up yesterday or I missed the mark yesterday. Today's a new day. There's something about that from a psychological thing, a piece, I think that, um, and giving, giving yourself grace to, to, you know, nobody's, yes. nobody's keeping a scorecard, right? Right, right. And to give yourself grace when you don't do it perfectly. I love that. I think that needs to be like the banner over it. Grace, giving yourself grace. Um, absolutely. Because, right, be, if you have that meal, you know, where you missed the mark, what will tend to happen with some people is, oh, I messed up. So I might as well just go ahead and, and mess up more, you know. Yeah. But if we're extending ourselves that grace, like you said, no, we start doing better with the very next meal, you know. And so, yeah, that I love that grace. Mm. That's what we we need more of that for sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of the coaching that you've done or that you do. Some of maybe success stories or people that you've seen um, kind of take what you have to heart and change. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually just completed a challenge uh, last month. Uh, It was the challenge for the new year. And that's exactly what we were doing is what we're talking about, you know, learning to change the mindset, give yourself some grace, doing one thing at a time. Um, And yeah, I've had some ladies in there that they've lost the weight and they're keeping it off because that's really my goal. I don't want you to just lose it. I want you to keep it off because you're making, you know, these mindset shifts and changes. Um, But yeah, uh, one of them has it set up in her routine now, which is what I kind of just mentioned as far as like putting the exercise clothes in the bathroom at night. So now she's consistently exercising daily. Um, so yeah, she's exercising every day because it's just a part of her, well, her nighttime routine. She'll put the clothes in there at night mm-hmm. so that when she goes in to brush her teeth, she's, you know, at, um, putting on her exercise clothes uh, after she weighs herself and everything. And uh, there's another woman that comes to mind where she said she had been praying for years, like she to to the Lord, like for an answer, because she's been struggling with her weight. Um, And she said it was like the last thing, you know, she's gotten everything else together, you know, in, in her mind. And it was the weight was the last thing. And after going through the the program, like I said, she's lost weight and she feels like she has a handle on it now. And I will say it's it's not me whatsoever. You know, it's nothing that I'm doing. Obviously, they're doing all the work. Like I said, I just give them the space to, to be accountable and give them the encouragement, talk things out. And a, a big focus for me is learning to, you know, choose Christ over cookies, turning to the Lord instead of the food um, and leaning into allowing Holy Spirit to lead you and give you those nudges, you know, when Mm. maybe you're going for something like, do you really need this right now? Do you really, you know, and just um, listening to him and and letting him lead you. So Mm. yeah, it's been really good to see other people having those breakthroughs and those transformations as well. Yeah, I resonate with that. It is it is the thing for me that is still looming, mm. right? Like mm. I've done all the mindset work. I've, you know, given up habits, bad habits. I'm better communicating with my, in my relationships. Like so much good has come out of uh, the self-work. And girl, I just can't, I, I can. You can. I'm choosing <laughs> not to, you know, just do the thing already. Um, yeah. Talk to me about how how then do you choose Christ over cookies or an addiction or a, a pattern that you've already set? Because mm-hmm. um, I think I think most people don't correlate the two. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily see the connection that right. um, you're being a more self reliant, right? You're mm-hmm. you're sort of not right. making good choices, right? right. Um, And so how does Christ fit into our health routine, if you will? Yeah, one of the things I think it's important for us to remember is that we are first and foremost spirit and soul, then we're soul and we are also body. But first and foremost, we are spirit. And so it's important for us to get to a place where we're being spirit led and in 
the past or what we may be currently doing is being led by our flesh instead of our spirit. And so it's just learning to really lean into our relationship with the Lord and learning to hear from him. And like, cause like I said, if you want Holy Spirit to give you the nudges, you need to, you know, be listening for it (laughs) and also hear from him. So just, yeah, really learning to be spirit led and, and, and take, and knowing that the Lord made food and he, he made it delicious and good. It's a gift. Um, But what's been happening is that it could be that we are using that gift in excess and it's turning into gluttony, um, which is a sin. And so uh, obviously repenting, getting forgiveness and grace, you know, again, for um, falling into that sin. Or it could just be even that we are turning to that gift of food uh, instead of the Lord. So maybe if it's emotional, you know, we're turning to him like when or turning to food when we're stressed, but we should be turning to the Lord when we're stressed. Or, you know, maybe we're brokenhearted. And so we're grabbing a pint of ice cream, you know, to fill that hole when we should be turning to the Lord when um, we feel brokenhearted because, you know, he is love and we need to turn to him for that. Or if it's times of stress, instead of turning to the food, turning to him for that peace. Um, And also just developing, like you mentioned before, the fruit of the spirit. So because what are the fruit of spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, um, that gentleness with ourselves even, and the self-control. And, you know, there's other fruit of the spirit as well. But, you know, those like um, in particular, apply definitely to our weight loss journey. So yeah, it's just learning to realize there is a connection there. Mm. And also the enemy doesn't want us to realize the connection because then we'll we'll never turn to the Lord to help us fix it, mm. you know? So yeah. Yes. So uh, like this might sound silly, but do you mm-hmm. recommend people like, we'll just say believers, Holy Spirit led, someone like me, do you, is there like a recommendation of like when you're feeling the urge to, you know, grab the half pint and take it to the room with you? Like, do you pray or do like, is there a, okay. Talk to me more about that. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I would say. Like Mm. learn. um, So one of the suggestions I made, and it's funny, it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's not. Um, So say for instance, you're trigger is cookies. Like you tend to turn to the cookies, right? When um, you're stressed or whatever. And so, right. You want to pray about it. And first of all, ask Holy Spirit to, to help lead you and nudge you, you know, when you're turning to food or whatever substance instead of turning to him. And, um, but if you're not necessarily getting those nudges or maybe you ignore them, cause I've gotten them before and I still proceed, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yes, one of the things, right. One of the things is like, you can like stick your Bible in the pantry on top of the cookies, you know, and that would serve kind of as a reminder, like, wait wow. a minute, let me stop. Let me pray about it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're just wanting the cookie be- because you want the cookie, have the cookie Christ over cookies, isn't saying don't have the cookies. It's really stopping to reflect. Am I turning to the cookies when I should be turning to the Lord, you know, and so that's something that can kind of serve as a reminder. So even if it's maybe a sticky note, you know, in the cabinet or something that would help you to remember, like, wait, let me stop and pray about it and say, Lord, am I, am I going to this thing right now when I should actually be turning to you Mm. and just taking that pause? Wow. I think so many people need to hear this message and Mm. recognize that this is I think I've heard people say it. It's like the most accepted form of drug abuse, right? Like food abuse. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I definitely, you know, I jokingly say like, I eat my emotions, right? Like Mm. I'm feeling something and, and I'm a, I'm a salty, greasy girl. So I'll go for the chips or the Chick-fil-A. So, you know, something (laughs) that just, uh, that hits you know, it's, it's, it's a hit of your, um, of, I don't know, is it serotonin or, you know, there's a chemical right hit that you get when you, um, indulge in that thing. And Mm. I love that you're, it's as practical as, yeah, like talk to God about it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I know I do it with social media, like the endless mindless scrolling. Um, one of the things we've learned in our group coaching with Heather is, get curious, right? About why are you feeling that? Why are you doing that? Why Mm -hmm. is that your default? 
um, and sort of asking yourself those questions to get to the root of what's really going on. Um, I will share this and then we can talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, virtual summit, but I, I, I used to be, and still, you know, confession, it's confession day on the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I sneak eat. Mm. I would, I would, I would sneak eat things. Right. So like, I don't want somebody else judging me in that. I would, you know, have the secret extra lunch or the whatever. And um, and then that it causes shame and guilt. Yeah. And then there's like a whole nother piece that comes behind. Like, um, it's not just you're making bad choices for, for your body, but you're, there's something else there. Absolutely. At the heart of that. Right. Yes. Um, and so I think there's, there is something to be said about really unpacking your why, like Absolutely. why you're doing that. Um, do you have any thoughts on That's that? That's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple, uh, there's two tools in the book that I mentioned to, yeah, really help you get to like, why am I doing this? Is I call it four S's. It's really similar to stepdar that we learned, um, in our coaching, but the four S's it's, uh, saying, settling, stepping and seeing. So what are you saying to yourself? What are the thoughts that you're thinking? And how is that settling in your heart? Because we know our thoughts and um, what we're saying to ourselves really start to form our beliefs. So how is that settling in your heart? And then from there, how are you stepping into action? Because the things that we're doing are a reflection of the beliefs that we have, which is a reflection of the thoughts that we're that we're thinking um, or the things that we're saying to ourselves. And then seeing is what are you seeing as a result of that? Because whenever you step into action, obviously that's giving you some result. And so like really going through, through that process of what am I, what am I saying to myself when, before I sneak this food, you know, what is it that I'm believing? What it was settling in my heart? How am I stepping into action? Well, obviously you're sneaking the food. Um, and then what am I seeing as a result of that? And then if you want to change that, you would just kind of work backwards through that to get back. If you're not sure what the thoughts are that you're having right before, you know, you can work backwards to to think, okay, what is it that's happening right before I sneak food? Um, You know, what's going on? Is it something in the environment? Is it what am I saying to myself? What am I thinking right before this happens and getting to the root of that? And then obviously, once you know what you're thinking, you need to change those thoughts And that's the second thing is going through that renew process. And the renew is uh, recognizing the lie, you know, the the rationalization, maybe, because sometimes we'll say like, oh, I deserve this. Maybe that's your that's your rationalization. Mm -hmm. Right. But is that the truth? Not really the truth, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, you would go through that renew process and change it to the new thought, the new truth that um, you want to have and that you um, are working towards changing, you know, that thought too. And then also backing it up with the word, which is the W in the renew process. But yeah, so absolutely. Like it, it's, it's a, it's a lot of mindset. Like we're doing these behaviors, uh, a lot, mostly because of things we're believing, whether about ourselves, about situations, circumstances, and then that will back up into, you know, the thoughts that we're thinking about that thing. Because, uh, one of the things someone said once was our world that we are experiencing is really in our heads. Um, you know, obviously physically it's, it is a real thing, but it's our perspective about it and what we're thinking about it, which in turn, ref, you know, um, impacts our behaviors and what we're doing about it. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So I need a copy of Christ Over Cookies. Please <laughs> and thank you. I will see uh, you we'll be ordering that today. Um, <laughs> You also have, like I mentioned before, the podcast Overweighted. So if people are just loving this conversation and want to dive a little bit deeper, the book and the podcast are going to be great resources for you guys. Um, But before we go, because we just talked for an hour, no problem. Wow, wow. Um, But (laughs) before we go, I did want to mention the summit that you have coming up. It's the Kingdom Women's Virtual Health Summit. And we're going to be talking about 
all things health, not just physical health. So can you share with everyone um, maybe some of the different topics that you're going to be hosting some different speakers with um, and just a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like you mentioned, it's the Kingdom Women's Virtual Health Summit. And originally it was just going to be physical health. And I was like, you know what? No, it it needs to be whole health. It needs to be Mm. all areas of life because physical is just one piece of it. You know, like we were saying, we're, we're spirit, soul, and body. So we need to address all areas, not just the physical. So yeah, we are having uh, someone, someone will be speaking on physical health as well, but we have a doctor that's going to come in and speak uh, on women's health. And specifically what we were just talking about, like you mentioned that one week during the month, you know, she's going to <laughs> teach us how to honor our bodies and those cycles and knowing mm-hmm. when maybe we should pull back on on some of the things that we're doing so that we can continue to be able to pour out to others, even during those times. Um, we have someone coming to speak on financial health. And so she's going to give us kingdom principles to de-stress our money. Um, we have someone even with holistic health. It won't be new age at all. Don't worry. But you know, someone's speaking on holistic health, right, <laughs> from a kingdom perspective. Cool. Um, Yes. And yeah, so, so many different um, areas of health. And we have an amazing speaker speaking on relational health, because we know relationships, um, the are um, the way that we interact with other people really affect other areas of health as well. And so Brittany is going to be coming to speak on relational health. And I'm super excited about that. But yes, all areas, it's not just um, physical health. And that's going to be at the uh, end of May, May 22nd through the 26th. It is completely online. And if you can't make it live, then we will have replay access available for you as well. So I'm super excited about that. Awesome. Malika, tell everyone where they can find you on social media, join your group, um, where they can sign up for the, the summit, all of that good stuff before we go. Thank you. All the things. So um, I am Malika Burley across all social media. So mainly IG um, and also on Facebook. I'm also Malika Burley on YouTube, but you can find me there. And the tribe, if you are a woman that is looking to lose over 50 pounds, you can join me in Transformation Tribe. It's transformationtribe.vip. But anyone come and join us, any woman come join us for the Kingdom Women's Virtual Health Summit that is at www.kwvhs because Kingdom Women's Virtual Health Summit, kwvhs.com. And you can register there for free. Awesome. I can't wait to do that. That's going to be so much fun. I hope you guys will join us for that. If you've enjoyed this conversation today, definitely go grab yourself a copy of Christ Over Cookies. Subscribe to Malika's podcast and definitely do not miss the health summit that we've got coming up as well. So thank you, Malika, for your time today. This has been great. I learned a few things. I have a few things to start implementing. I'm probably texting you for that encouragement throughout the week. Um, But I'm excited to help people shift their mindset on what it means to really take care of themselves and give themselves grace. They don't have to be perfect. Just got to. You just got to do the thing, right? (laughs) Yes. Thanks again. We'll see you guys on the next episode. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.